first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You know, crushing, pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. And with me today, I have the president of Arm Lifting USA, Ricardo Magni. Zach. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. And, Long uh, time no see. Yeah. Yeah. We were just uh, just down in Florida, right, for the world championships. So, um, yeah, we're going to be doing a recap episode here, uh, breaking down the arm lifting worlds and uh, got all my stats with me and everything. Like I said, we'll kind of run down each class. We can always talk about other, you know, other things, you know, other than just what's on paper, because in person, there's a lot more that goes down. And there's, you know, when you see it with your own eyes, it's a little bit different than, you know, just looking at a score sheet. So we can bring up some of those moments as well. Um, but I believe, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Ricardo, we had uh, 65 total competitors, I think, that That's actually right. lifted. Okay. Yeah, so, we had 70 entered, but mm-hmm. a few were unable to make it for personal reasons, which okay. happens every show, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, 60, 65 competitors. And the thing that I guess I was impressed with being there was – sometimes we talk about it in the sport. It's very hard to get, uh, you know, women's participation and you've been big on other shows kind of talking about, you know, being an advocate for that kind of building that up for arm lifting. And uh, also the thing that was impressive was the uh, master's lifters. You filled, I mean, a master's women's class and master's men's. So you had both sides and, you know, lifters over 50 years, over 60 years old competing. So, well, and obviously over 70 as well. So, um, but yeah, so it was interesting to see, you know, that, 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 uh, diversity, I guess, throughout all the different weight classes, there wasn't really a weight class where someone just showed up and they were instantly just going to be rewarded with a medal or something easy. You know, it's like, you kind of mm-hmm. had to earn it across the board, no matter what that's. Well, I wouldn't offer a weight class if there was just one person, they would get lumped into the next weight class, but Luckily, Arm Lifting USA is growing, and like you said, we had signups and qualifications, first of all, in mm-hmm. in so many weight categories. It was very exciting. All right, so with that being said, uh, let's just, I guess, kind of, we'll just kind of dive in here with uh, sure. just some, some of the lifts, some of the stats and stuff. Um, so if we start off, and I'll just go with uh, – the women's masters class real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, like I said, if, if I mess up anyone's name, please bear with me. Or if you know the name, you can always correct me. Um, sure. But in that weight class, we had Anastasia Dowdy. I believe that's how it'd be pronounced who Oh yeah. Took first place. And that was a clean sweep. So 300 points there won uh, every event and by, by a pretty good margin. Now, once it dropped down into that, second third fourth fifth place there was a closer point spread absolutely um and uh but yeah do you, do you remember anything from that class or anything mean, like i said i know most of the time you're working the microphone so you might have you know front row seats where you're you're catching things that maybe some of us are missing well first of all anastasia is so impressive she's 57 years old if you told me she was 30 i would agree with you she she okay. was amazing and this was her first like real foray into competing i mean she'd done the super series there in florida she's local to florida and she's already like when's the next big one she she's already ready to she's raring to go for the next one so 
And I think Gary Taylor down there at Edgewater Fitness, who's on the back of both of our mm -hmm. shirts right now, yeah. I think he's done a very nice job of coalescing several people who are quite good. I mean, they had three medalists out of their gym. Um, that's pretty darn good for the first year of arm lifting. Absolutely. And that's something else I kind of noticed, too, was it seemed that there wasn't just people from a variety of different, uh, you know, like, like, I don't necessarily have like a group that lifts with me at my place or something. I'm kind of like a solo lifter almost. But there was a lot of people that kind of traveled in groups to this where the, their gym was, you know, their individual gym was bringing, you know, four or five lifters and they were kind of a team, you know, so there was a oh. lot of that as well. Absolutely. And I think there's power in numbers. Unfortunately, I lift by myself, too. I've had some people in my town of Santa Maria. It's about 110,000 people. I have some people now that are showing interest. Um, they're not very good yet, but they're interested, which is great, right? It starts with interest. But yeah, absolutely. Like you had Boise, had a few people. Uh, obviously, Ohio, Central Ohio with Mike Saffel had some people. It it really, you get different gyms. You know, Ode, Ode was there, and usually there's more from the training hall, but it was just him and sometimes Lifter there, Ben Galper. I mean, they, they're definitely regional uh, installations had people and then the different canadian groups of course yeah um, canadian groups and then uh i think also like the new york wasn't there a lot of new york lifters yes oh like, yes yeah. scott fikes group there from his yeah. gym in upstate new york yeah they had five lifters yeah so i mean there's a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of like a team type deal almost where they you know kind of roll in and they've been training all this and getting ready for this together and then they you know show up so i i thought that was cool because sometimes at competitions you don't always see that you know it's kind of a mixture of solo lifters or people on their own and they come together and lift this was like you know a lot of different teams and stuff so well it adds um, to the atmosphere right it, it, the rooting for each other it, it's very positive absolutely and if we were to bump up to i wouldn't say bump up but you know we're going to start with uh the women's 60 kg class and yeah. um that was won by grace van hoy and I know you've done an interview with her on your channel before, if anybody wanted to check that out. Um, but yeah, that was another perfect 300 score. And for anybody that doesn't know, when we're talking about a 300 score, we've probably broken this down in other recaps, but basically 100 points for the top lifter. And we've had three, you know, three events for this uh, world championships. So the highest possible score one can get is 100 in each event for a total of 300 points. And then everybody below that would get a percentage of what the, top lift was and that's how their score gets configured um but yeah grace van hoy um took that class with uh anna wilkins coming in second and lynn sears coming in third and yeah like i said a perfect perfect score for grace there and really for uh just kind of checking out some of the numbers here really pulled some pretty big numbers for being at such a low body weight I mean, well, yeah, she's she and Anna are both super strong. Um, Grace happens to be better on the thick bar than Anna. But if you think about it, both of them weighed under 130 pounds and they pulled 141 on the road grandfather clock. Yes, that, that's yeah. mind blowing. I mean, I didn't pull my body weight, unfortunately. That's my worst lift, and that's why we're going to see it over and over again <laughs> because <laughs> a, I better get better at it. But in all seriousness, the um. I mean, that's world-class lifting, no matter how you slice it. It's pulling over your body weight on the vertical lift there. It was wonderful. And 
you know, Grace uh, in the medley, I think she made 15 reps on the, the deadlift. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, that's 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Anna was second at three. So, I mean, she, and both are super good friends of mine. And I actually coach Grace. I, I coach her and write her stuff for her uh, training program. But she she's just another level. I mean, she's very tough to beat in that weight class. Yeah, like I said, it definitely looks like it. And uh, I've had a chance to meet Anna a few times, I believe, at Chad Clark's venues in Virginia. So right. I, I'm not too far. I'm in North Carolina. So um, I've done a few Super Series events where I travel up and go to chad's place and kind of lift there and, and i've gotten a chance to kind of meet some of those lifters um so i'm fairly familiar with uh like i said fairly familiar with some of those lifters and kind of how they end up lifting um mm -hmm. then if we bump up like i said i'm kind of just running through this if there's anything else to add or you know you want to slow me down you can um but uh going up to the 70 kg class for women which would be 154 pounds and under um Tammy McClure, which is a name that constantly keeps coming up. And, you know, everybody, uh, everybody's pretty aware of Tammy now and <laughs> especially her weight class, even people outside of her weight class. She's, uh, she's just a monster. She's strong. I mean, and, and pretty strong everywhere. It's not like, oh. uh, she specializes in one thing. She's any, any handle, anything you make her lift, she's pretty much top notch. So I would make the, the argument Zach, that Tammy pound for pound is the very best lifter in arm lifting USA, male or female. Yeah. I mean, if you were to do pound for pound, I mean, it, like I said, you, I mean, I'm sure we could come up with some equation or something and look at it, but uh, yeah, she, she's, I mean, and, and she just had one uh, King Kong the week before too. So, I mean, that's another thing. Like, she just, she's, her name's just been all over the place lately. So yeah, she's been doing big lifts. Be. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, I she I'd like I. You know when we'll see Tammy really lift well when there's someone to test her, when there's someone yeah. to push her. Maybe from another country, maybe another rock climber who enters the fray that you and I don't know. Um, yeah. Then we'll see what she can really do because Tammy has a little switch, and you see it sometimes. But when she puts it into that extra gear, like on the Saxon bar, I could see it in her eyes. You know, Sarah Chapelo beat her by 10 pounds, but that's not very much. So, mm -hmm. I mean, when she, Tammy goes for it, she's all in. Yeah, and, and there was a pretty big point spread there. Like Tammy, you know, another, like I said, a, a lot of the winners for these classes had kind of a clean sweep where they got, you know, 300 points. Other times that second place person would be a little bit closer. Um, and we have a few weight classes that were super competitive where there weren't clean sweeps and it got really close and we'll, we'll get into that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to skip ahead too quick. Yeah. Like you mentioned, Tammy had a nice lift on Saxon. I think, uh, she pulled 160 yeah. pounds for that and, um, above her body weight. Yeah. And then she also lifted 191 pounds on the road grandfather clock, which I mean, there's not to make a women's and men's comparison, but you know, that's a lot more than a lot of the men lifted. Right, I lifted 191, and I'm 232 pounds or whatever I weighed in. Yeah, yeah. So when when so when Tammy gets locked in, yeah, she's 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 pulling some serious weights, like you said. You made you made a case for her being possibly the best pound for pound, and it's stuff like that that is the supporting evidence. Right. And then she pulled 35 reps on the Raptor medley. So um, yeah, 
pretty good there. And then also uh, Jesse Shockley in second place, though, pulled 24 reps, which is pretty solid number. I mean, if Tammy's pulling 35 and someone else pulls 24, you're like, okay, like that's to no, me, that's Jesse's great. Number. I think, unfortunately, yeah. she missed weight in the 60 kilo class, which would have really put the heat on Grace and Anna because mm-hmm. in the deadlifting strength, she's obviously shown herself to be superior because she did. 24 reps and a heavier weight for the 70 kilo women. So she mm-hmm. is, she is bound to uncork a monster axle at some point that'll make everyone just pay attention. But um, yeah, that, that um, the, she is very talented, Jesse, very. And then, like I said, if we just kind of keep cruising along, we go up to 80 kg which would be 176 pounds and under for anybody that has issues with the conversion. I do sometimes, but um, uh, one by Haley gal. And I want to say that she won her weight class back in super series as well. So she did. Yes. She's, she's kind of been on a kind of on a roll here. I believe this is her first year competing in arm lifting. Well, no, she competed her, last year in the super series, but she had a broken okay. foot. She okay. didn't come out to Las Vegas, and she weighed heavier. I think she was like 86 kilos in last year's Super Series. So okay. this year she made a commitment for the Arnold to get under 80, which she did. She won the Arnold Open on the Sunday, the okay. um, kind of amateur, you know, newcomers mm-hmm. category that we have there, which was fantastic because we had 30, I think, 34 people, 35 people lifting that and uh, men and women combined and uh, she won that and uh, had a great super series and then you know kicked butt this weekend for sure yeah and um that was once again like i said a lot of these winners are going to be 300 points uh clean sweep where they take all the events um second place was michelle collins and um like i said there is a point spread there but she pulled some pretty good lifts too. Like here, I mean, Saxon bar, she's only 10 pounds behind Haley on that one. And now sometimes it's tough because people, you know, take certain jumps and you know, the, the score sheet doesn't always tell the in-person tale, but yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, Michelle second, yeah. lost a lot of points on the Raptor. Yes. She only okay, got the yeah. second lift and she couldn't make the third weight stack at all. And that really killed her in the overall because Haley repped yeah. the weight stack and she couldn't get any. So, but Michelle was very talented. I had the pleasure of lifting with her when um, I was in Calgary this July. Um, mm-hmm. She's a lot taller than I thought she was would be when I actually met her. Um, she has a huge amount of potential. I think if she continues to stay at it, she will pull those numbers we see before we saw this weekend or an entry, not a, a final destination. Very talented. Yeah. And then, um, so we have Michelle and then Jessica and they're both Canadian lifters, correct? Yeah. Jessica Petrick. Yeah. They're from Western yeah. Canada out by Edmonton area. Okay. And uh, that was a three point spread, basically, or a little bit less than a three point sp- uh, spread between second and third there. So really tight race. Um, for second place behind Haley. Um, yeah, I think Jessica, if I recall, she got five reps on the medley, and that's what that's what kept her in the yeah in the mix. If she had gotten any more points, she could have overtaken Michelle. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, 
And that's that's the interesting thing about the medley as well. We saw that a few times where the medley was really the difference maker with the the reps and everything. And there was people in certain places that, you know, they just, you know, went crazy on the, the medley and just kind of just pulled out amazing performances. And then that would end up, you know, jumping them a couple spots or, you know, put them second or first place even sometimes. So it was a, I guess it was a, it was a good thing to kind of see that event kind of play out the way it did because I, I, I really enjoyed that event. Um, and like I said, it just kind of shakes it up. It was something a little bit different, you know, instead of just a one rep max, it was, uh, I said, it, it just a little bit different, a little bit fun and, uh, kind of affected some people differently in the scoring. It's kind of a new thing to train for. Well, yeah, I, I, I was a little, I, I hoped people would really like it and competing in re, like strongman in reverse order. So last place goes first. Mm-hmm. It gave you, if you had people that you were ahead of, it gave you target to pull and uh, motivation. And that made a big difference, like you said, for some of the scoring. And it made it really exciting and the crowd was into it. And I, I didn't hear any complaints. The athletes were into it, I thought. Absolutely. And uh, if we jump up to the 80 plus KG class, another name. Oh, sorry, that's... Zach. The dogs are barking. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, if we bump up to 80 KG plus class, um, we're dealing with another familiar face and Sarah Chapelo. So right, there's only one of Sarah Chapelo, and she is very, very, very good. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, that once again, I mean, she pulled, she pulled the top end weight for 27 reps and everybody else, um, you know, didn't pull the final weight. They were at the, one of the first two stacks. So, right. Um, yeah, that, that just kind of, I guess would show Sarah's dominance in, in that class for that. It's, it, it's just a, it's a huge gap and that's not, that's not to say anything negative towards the other competitors. It's just, that's how strong Sarah is. Oh, yeah, she's just that much better. Just like Tammy and some of the other ones, you know, she pulled 221 on the grandfather clock and she could have gone more, but she wanted to save her energy for the medley. And you saw what she did in the medley. So, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, like you said, she had outlifted Tammy and Tammy's in a different weight class, but like, you know, they were all lifting at the same time. Right. Um, but Sarah um, had the biggest Saxon lift that day at once, 170 pounds. Um and we're talking about a two-inch Saxon, too. I mean, anybody that knows the event lineup would already know that. But just in case somebody's listening along and they don't know, it was a two-inch Saxon bar, um, which can vary for you know vary from person to person. But that was 170 pounds for her there. And then for the Rogue Grandfather Clock, she pulled 221. And then, like we said, uh, 27 reps on the medley. So it would be it would be very tough for somebody to step in and uh, compete with those kind of numbers. I mean. I actually had somebody reach out to me a while ago um, about Sarah competing in King Kong. And they said something along the lines. And this is, this is a male competitor. So this is one of the men's lifters. And he had said, you know, I think Sarah beat me in like three out of four events. And I just kind of had to laugh again. Like, yeah, like strong, you know, that's just, that's the only way to put it. Um, And then uh, to finish out that weight class, we had uh, Jen Tibbenham in second place. And I know she traveled all the way from the UK. Okay. So, I mean, you know, aside from Canada, we have, I mean, all kinds of different international lifters. And I know that she's originally from the States, you know, but still, you know, just showing that people are traveling and, you know, putting some miles in to get there. 
and then Kathy Facey in third place. And that was kind of a close battle between her and Melissa Dingy for third there. Um, yeah, it was just a well, few points, like two or well, three points. Yeah, and then them. even Hannah, just below Melissa, they were separated by about a point. So, yeah, really all all three of them had a shot at the podium right there for third almost, you know, give or take oh, a couple of reps here or there. So another just really competitive weight class, um, at least aside from Sarah taking it, everything under that is was pretty competitive. Um, well, I, I agree, Zach. And I think what we're seeing is the people who win are truly superstars and they are like another level above the other people in most cases, not all cases, yeah. but in most cases, first place was not really challenged to the same degree as like you said, three or four points separated third, fourth and fifth in that class. Yeah. And then like I said, that would pretty much wrap up most of the women's divisions. I mean, they're pretty much all of them there. And if we move in, I'll go men's uh, master's class. Sure. And um, uh, Roy, or we'll say Rocky Malfers, took first in that class. And uh, like I said, I, I was there the day before I lifted, which was Saturday morning. So I got a chance to see all these lifts go down Friday as well. So I had a chance to kind of watch everybody's performance. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really impressed with how he lifted. Um, it wasn't quite a clean sweep but it was still a pretty dominant performance. And uh, yeah, I thought he lifted well. And then I believe uh, John and Scott would have been from the New York crew yes. that we had, had talked about earlier. And yes. uh, both of, both of them were fairly, fairly close in some of their lifts as well. You can, you, you can see it sometimes in some of these classes where someone will take an event by 20 or 30 pounds and then they'll, come back and then they'll lose 20 or 30 pounds on the next one. So it, it evens out and it starts to make things, you know, even though they have a, a big gap on one event, it swings the other way and throughout the you know, the duration of the competition, it's always going back and forth. So just because you give up some big points on one event, doesn't mean that you're not going to outlift that other person by a ton well, the next time. So that's why we have three tests, right? Round rectangle and vertical. Everyone's got different strengths and weaknesses unless you're Tammy or Sarah Chapelo with no weaknesses, <laughs> but yeah, you know, everyone's got different things they're good at or bad at it, or they like relative to their competitors. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Did you have anything that you wanted to kind of note from the master's class there? Just, in, yeah, I mean, just, yeah. yeah. I, I first met Rocky is from Florida down there. He trains with uh, Gary Taylor's gym Edgewater fitness. And um, I first met Rocky at the Olympia in 2021 and he was really raw then. And his he he almost bombed out of the Olympia in 21. And he was a little unsure of himself. And obviously, he's worked super hard. And he was a different lifter. He was very dialed in, as you noticed. He was good on home turf. He had, was confident. And he did great. I was He's a great guy. I was really happy for him. And the upstate New York crew, uh, John Scott and Mark Taylor, who was fourth, they're super nice guys. And they all lifted very good weights. And they would have been competitive in the open class, but lower mm -hmm. placing than they got in their, their class uh, today. Or this yeah. weekend, I should say. And uh, like I said, I'm just going to kind of keep rolling through. So if we go to the men's 70 kg, uh, Jesse Hagedorn is kind of uh, – newer lifter that's also kind of burst on the scene another kind of climber you know lighter weight climber that has just been uh really kind of taken off lately 
I know. Um, yeah, he's 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 I mean, he's done a lot of I don't say a lot, but you know, here recently there's been another couple competitions he's done, and the last year or two he's starting to make a name for himself and really kind of showing that these lighter weight guys can almost be just as exciting to watch as some of the heavier classes. Oh, absolutely. That guy's a superstar. I, I never even heard of him. I, I didn't study the King Kong results in mm-hmm. great detail. I didn't realize that he had won it twice. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know. But when he told me, I'm like, oh, what are you going to warm up at in the sack scene? He goes, oh, I'm going to open with 180. My eyes like went. And I said to him, are you sure, bro? He looked at me. He smiled. He took 160 just to shut me up. Then 180, 190, and I think he made 200. He ended with. Uh, yeah, he, he, it says it says 210. And yeah. there's more in the tank. He still is. His techniques are very dialed in, but he hasn't hit his maximum strength yet. And now this class was kind of interesting to me. Because we have this battle between Jesse and Jacob. Now, do you know how to say Jacob's last name before I mess it Smare. up? Smare. Okay. Yeah. So those two really had kind of a, a good war going on between them here. Because Jesse Absolutely. took the Saxon. I, I had emailed the guy Jacob a lot back and forth. He had tons of questions. He's a 20-year-old student at University of North Florida. I, But I didn't expect. I, I didn't know who was going to win. And Jay Ripley, unfortunately, was one of the guys who couldn't come. But it's the first time we offer a 70-kilo class. And let me tell you, that kid's soiree is no joke. That kid is yeah. really good. Um, no, abs- yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and as he matures and actually gets the muscles to go along with his super long arms and long fingers, whew, he's going to be a danger. Yeah, he kind of gave up some points on uh, the Saxon to Jesse. But then he right. came. he came back. And I believe he got him on the rogue grandfather clock. You're correct. By, by 10 pounds. And then they tied yes. on the medley. Right. So they, they both tied at 23 reps on the medley, which is like insane. You know, you think, uh, you know, how many ties are we going to see? And it was like, there, there was one of them, you know, right there. Um, well, I, I think if you go down and I know because I did it, if you go down the, the list on the Raptor medley and you go first, second and third, and then you look at the overall, for 11 of the 13 weight classes, going down one, two, three on the Raptor tells you the tale of who won. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ones who, uh, it was the men's 80 kilo class that was different. And then um, one other class was different. But otherwise, it pretty much tells the tale of who won. And um, <laughs> that guy, Jacob, he, he maybe may he's a young man who doesn't have many muscles, but boy. He's strong, dude. I, he blew me away. Both and Jesse was blew me away as well. I mean, they, both different types of physiques and different lifters, but so good, both of them. And then if we bounce up to eighty, oh, and so, real quick, Zach, yep. I think you're only going to see even more. That was the first time we offered the 70 kilo class. I think we're mm-hmm. going to see more and more as these climbers figure out that this is fun. We might even offer a 60 kilo class. Yeah. If the need arises, I'll offer it. I think it's great. So, but I, I know that there are more, these guys are going to get, there are climber friends to come join us and it is going to take off. Yeah, I spoke to Eric about that a little bit where, you know, just kind of getting some of these climbers involved and different things like that. And uh, it's just such a good transition for them 
or just an extra thing they can add because I mean, they're, they're already got, you know, the, the tendons and some of the strength and everything in the hands and fingers. Um, and when you start having somebody that, you know, like Jesse, that's kind of making a name for himself and lifting so well, you get other people that want to chase that, or they want to kind of, you know, measure up to that. And you're going to just start, you know, Hey, what's that guy lifting? I think I could do that. You know? And then it just kicks everything off, you know? Absolutely correct. I agree a hundred percent. And then, yeah. So bumping up to uh, 80 kg, uh, Ben Galper took this class and, uh, I know you had said that Ben is an actual like stump man. And I know he does some climbing stuff as well. There's been videos of him lifting like the inch dumbbell and um, I'd have to do the kilo conversion, what he weighed in at for his actual body weight, but it's not very heavy. And, what did and, he weigh in like 75 kilos? Yeah. 75 kilos. That's 165. Yeah. So 165 and he's lifting, you know, inch dumbbells heavier than him. So uh, yeah, we kind of knew. He has insanely big hands for his size. That's not, the hand you doesn't do it all, but he, (laughs) he is gifted with a very good set of proportions for this sport. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't sure of the hand size. I just kind of knew that uh, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. You know, he was lifting very strong and all the videos I've seen of him, he looks like a, you know, a well-rounded lifter as uh, you know, as well. So I bet his hands are as big or eight and a quarter to eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. So that's very big. Yeah, that's, I'll say bigger than most, depending on what weight class you're in, but like, that'd be a bit bigger than my hands, you know, being 6'2 and you right. know, 215 Bigger or than me right too, now. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, going, well, I guess I guess just to talk about some, some of the lifts that uh, Ben did, because was this his first or second competition? He competed in the second leg of the Super Series. Okay. He didn't even know Arm Lifting USA existed for the first round of the Super Series. And that's what I mean when I'm talking to you about it growing. This guy comes out of the woodwork, does it, calls me on the phone, asks me, hey, what is this World Championships? Explain it to me. I explain it to him. He buys the ticket. He goes. He's going. That's simple. Boom. Done. (laughs) And uh, he pulled 210 on the Saxon bar. He's better at the bigger Saxon bar. The little one, he said, aggravates one of his climbing injuries. I bet if we had the three-inch Saxon bar, and I'm sure we'll see him again uh, Mm -hmm. in Columbus, but um, I bet he pulls 230 on the bigger Saxon bar. That could be. Yeah, there are are some guys that have bigger hands, and when you get down to their, I guess, optimal range, they get to a smaller window, and it almost kind of limits their power, or they, they kind of perform worse. So. Well, yeah, he, he obviously hasn't practiced that thinner pinching. Like, he wouldn't be as good right now at pinching like the Ivanko plates, right? The metal plates. Mm-hmm. You know, he the York deep dish, he probably would be much better at. Makes sense. Yeah. It's just a prediction. And he pulled uh, 241 pounds on the grandfather clock, which I think, yeah, up until that point, that was the highest lift that had been pulled in the competition. And, you know, obviously the heavier weight classes hadn't gone yet, but up to that point, that was, uh, I think the heaviest lift by about 20 pounds or so almost up until that oh, point. So the that was the next see. heaviest lift was Sarah Chapelo with 221. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he pulled 32 reps um, for the Raptor medley there and uh, put a, put a good gap between him and everybody else. Um, Second place, um, we had Maxime, 
and I, I don't want to mess up the name here. Um, Gervais. Okay. And then third place, uh, Ricky Hout or Hot, however. Hot, however, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, there was a pretty good gap between all of them there going all the way down. I mean, there's about 20 or 30 points, 20 or 30 points between them. So everybody was kind of uh, situated in their in their uh, first, second, and third placing, but still a group of strong lightweights um, or lighter weightlifters that, you know, were competing up until the end and performing pretty well. Well, hey, and let me just say, the kid Maxim from Canada is 15. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that was the other 15 thing. 15-year-old who's picking up beating grown men badly. <laughs> like, the kid is unbelievable. And he's yeah, a very good climber. Eves Gravel coaches him on the climbing. Okay. He's got yep. Eric and Zach to coach him on the lifting. His deadlifting form is still pretty raw. But if that kid keeps going, he may not be mm-hmm. in that weight class for much longer, but he, especially if he grows. But so much power. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I knew that there was one of the Canadian lifters that was like 15. I just wasn't sure of the name. But yeah, if. I, but I, I remember seeing that specifically that like, oh man, you know, when it was mentioned, he's 15. I'm like, man, he's awful strong 15 year old. You know, I wish I knew about the sport when I was uh, 15, you know, yeah, me too. I'll probably be doing a lot better than I am, but uh, that makes two of us, Zach. <laughs> then if we bump up 90 kg, which was a pretty stacked class. And uh, I think we had eight people in that class. So that might've been, yes. yeah, that, that, that might've been the, I guess deepest class as far as uh participation. Correct. I think eight for that. Um but uh a lot a lot of kind of a lot you know a lot of things to talk about with this one. Um pretty close, you know, kind of second, third, and fourth. You know, there was a small less than uh less than ten points from second to fourth. So I mean about oh, three yeah, points super here, close. You know, so it, it it was a close battle. Um but uh Devin Lee Brown is just uh phenomenal i mean he's a guy that has been in in the in the grip strength world arm lifting whatever um he's he's just been around and i think he was probably kind of a just a freak of grip strength when he first showed up i don't know if he ever showed up and had a bad performance yeah uh i competed against him at the la fit expo in maybe 2018 or 2019 he missed weight. It was his first contest. I actually beat him. That'll be the last time I beat him. But I'll be happy to have said I did it once. But he, he, the guy is so strong. He does martial arts. He's super lean, super humble. Great guy. And he's such a good athlete. Oh, he does his skateboarding. He's like doing his skateboarding tricks. And he's such a good athlete. Yeah, and... So he, he took first place in the 90 kg class and um, had some really solid lifts across the board. Um, I guess the biggest lift that we could note would be he pulled 276 on the grandfather clock, which was the biggest lift of the day on that implement. So, Absolutely. And it was a flawless lift, no rotation. He picked it up. He tried 281. It was a little too much. If he had gone maybe 270, then 281, mm-hmm. he might have gotten 281. Yeah, no, hard to tell though. But the guy's fantastic. He's yeah, phenomenal. So that that would be the probably the biggest lift of his there to to note is uh, that one because like I said, I mean he lifted all the heavyweights. Now, one could maybe say that oh maybe Alexi could take another attempt, but he, he didn't. So that's that's what we're left with. 
you know, right. is, uh, you know, that's, that was the biggest lift pulled that day. And that's just what it is. So, uh, you know, shout out to Devin Lee Brown for, uh, being in the 90 kg class weighing under, but weighing under 200 pounds and, and outlifting guys that are 300 plus. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. He, all of the above. That is correct. <laughs> he's, he's just a superstar again. You know, the, the fun thing for you and me, you know, I was able to commentate on it live. You're able to watch it live. Watching these super athletes who are nice people lift, it's it's amazing. And it's why I work so hard to bring them all together. And as you saw, when the little contest gets close and separated by just a few points, that's what brings out the animal in the performance and brings out you to another level. And I think we all like that. Oh, no, for sure. And right behind him, some familiar names. Uh, we had Ian Wheat from Canada. So, Ian, uh, I, I don't know if uh, – I, I know he's always had, like, a good axle. I'm not sure if maybe this event lineup didn't didn't mesh as well for him or if maybe he had a slightly off day. But I, just from my personal experience, I thought that um, – he still took second place, but – I, I don't know. I, I just know how strong he is. And I felt like maybe he left some pounds on the table or maybe, maybe he was injured. I, I don't know. I, it was tough for me to say. Um, it, it just seemed like that he, he didn't lift the way I had seen him lift at the Arnold. And maybe it's just the event lineup changing uh, or maybe there's something else that, you know, behind the scenes in training that I'm unaware of, but. Yeah. I, um, I don't know either Zach. Um, I maybe he was focusing on it because he competes in strong man and, some other things maybe he was focusing on that i don't know um yeah to each his own he did great he got the silver medal is no yeah down. yeah still took still took silver and then uh nick mans in third place which he's been right there on the edge of some of those uh you know some of those podiums or at the bigger competitions and stuff so it was nice to see him pull off some good lifts um and he tied devin lee on the saxon and that was huge on points for him, the Saxon. And then the grandfather clock, um, Ian kind of jumped up about 20 pounds above him. And right. then once again, there was a few reps that kind of separated them once they got to the Raptor and uh, just kind of put it just out of reach. Um, the other thing. What was the would... final tally on point differential between Ian and uh, Nick Manns? I don't remember. It was pretty it was, close, though. It was 263 to 257. Six points, yeah, and then and then couple just reps different on the Raptor, and there it is. That's the meat, yeah, yeah. And then just just behind uh, Nick Mans would have been uh, Ryan, and Ryan had two hundred and fifty four, so three points there. I, I know it was super close. Ryan is a great young kid from Canada. He has a lot of potential. Uh, he, I thought he was very strong. He just again just fall you fall at this level zach and you know because you saw it you fall a little short in one a little short mm -hmm. in another and that's it you're not on the podium the people yeah. are too good so Who yeah that was fifth in that category 90 uh, kg uh, uh brandon collins he did great he didn't do Moz wrestling for the first time i've mm -hmm. never seen his lift so explosive and i've known brandon for Five years. It, it was the most explosive I've seen him. He looked really sharp. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, that that pretty much. I, there, there's other names we can we could drop all the way down, but um, but yeah, no, Brandon definitely pulled some good lifts there as well. I mean, he was uh, at 200 pounds on the Saxon, over 200 pounds on the grandfather clock, 
and then was able to rep out the last weight, you know, multiple times. So um, that alone, like I said, I think that's a pretty solid performance for him. That's good. Certainly was certainly a tight class and a highly competitive group. Then we jump into uh, the hundred kg class, and once again, no stranger, Eric Rusain. Um, yeah, and uh, I think everybody had an idea that that was going to be Eric's class, and that's kind of how it was. And everybody else was just going to go to war for second, and that's kind of what happened because I was in that class, and uh, it was it was tough, man. Uh, I knew that Cliff uh, Cliff Keener was strong. Um, I wasn't familiar with Matt Marino, but I knew once I started seeing him lift and how he was lifting, I knew he was going to be a problem. So I was like, man, you know, these guys are kind of bringing it today. So, uh, you know, you just, you just pull what you can, but, uh, well, Zach, let me interview you right now. How do you do? Did you make any PRs on the three events? Um, I have lifted now. I, I will say this. I have lifted 256 on a two inch Saxon bar in training. But mm-hmm. that's a little bit more, you know, ideal circumstances. So if we mm-hmm. talk about an actual competition lift, mm-hmm. um, 250 would be a PR in competition. So to mm-hmm. land that 250 lift, um, I broke 260 off the ground. It just wasn't it wasn't going to be there. But I, w- I was happy with 250 in competition because me and Eric kind of uh, went back and forth. I thought that was maybe the one lift I could get Eric on in mm-hmm. this event lineup. And talking to him afterwards, I hadn't realized that he had pulled heavier weights in training than I thought. So. I, I was right. a little bit, I was misleading myself, but I don't think it was a bad thing <laughs> because I still ended up lifting, you know, I still kind of stayed close to him. Oh, um, you did great. But, uh, but that 250 was good. Um, if we talk about taking a vertical lift, like the rogue grandfather clock to a strict lockout, uh, 231 is what I lifted. 231 would have been about a 15 pound PR. Oh, great so job. I, I, I can't complain there. And then as far as the medley goes, um, yeah, I could have maybe done things a little different. I could have maybe squeezed out a couple more reps in the time frame, but Eric, how many you get 12, uh, 16, 16. Wow. Well, that's excellent. But with Eric hitting 29 reps and cliff just going crazy with 25, right behind 25. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would have mattered. You know, even if I had pulled out another couple of reps, uh, the scoring was pretty close because me and, uh, me and cliff were actually separated by, almost a point and a half or two points. So it was like, it was super close. It, it, it was like dead on. And then I was only five points um, ahead of Matt, you know, right. he took fourth. So it, it was, like I said, it was a war for second, uh, second place behind Eric. And um, the good thing about that is aside from Eric taking all three events was like, I beat Cliff and Matt on the Saxon but then Matt beat both of us on the grandfather clock on the grandfather clock. And then Cliff came back to just dominate on the Raptor. So it, it was such a competitive class that um, I think it really brought out the best in everybody, I would say. Oh, absolutely. And Matt Marino is no joke. He did very well. And this is the first time I've met him in person. He's a very nice mm-hmm. man, very intelligent, and he has a good head for competition. Every time I was like, hey, this is a PR, he said, yeah. And he was very serious, very focused, mm-hmm. and um, he's very talented, and he'll be back. I absolutely know at the Arnold he's going to oh, bring yeah. all that he can. And mm-hmm. I look forward to all you guys going out of, going after it. 
thankfully or not thankfully, I've eaten my way out of that class. So <laughs> I have, I'm in the one tens, but um, yeah. And, and we're going to get to that one ten class because it's starting to shape up. And I don't, I don't know that it's getting uh, any safer than 90 or a hundred that all these classes oh, are no. so stacked. It's, it's like uh, like murderer's row when you start getting into these bigger competitions with these weight classes. Um, one thing I will mention uh, for Matt Marino was he was only five pounds off of Eric on the grandfather clock. Eric had pulled 251 and he pulled 246. So that was a really big lift for him. Um, just just wanted to throw that in there because he was I mean, he was right there and took second place for that event. So, well, I think he said his best in practice was 220. Mm -hmm. So he really came to play. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that pretty much wraps up 100. Now we're starting to get into, you know, your weight class here at 110, like we spoke of, yeah. but it's going to be just as stacked as the last two classes, pretty much, if not more, maybe. Um, because we have Mike Schimmel that won the weight class. And that's another name that's been popping up recently, who's kind of been on fire um, and pulling a lot of really good lifts, solid performances. Um, Zach Ebel has been just going crazy i mean competition after competition pr after pr he's just been beating a lot of people i mean i've had to lift against him a couple times um kind of you know running even though he was above me in this weight class we've we've crossed paths in other weight classes doing other things and he's he's just super strong so and then nick spencer yes. taking the bronze and nick uh nick is always like I said, I've known Nick from different competitions in the past and I've had to lift against him as well. So uh, I'm very familiar with these guys. Um, I haven't lifted against Mike, uh, Mike Schimmel, the guy that won it, but um, seeing him in person, I mean, he, he lifted really well. And there's, th this is an interesting class that I want to get your take on one, because um, the class that you were in, and this was one where we didn't have a clean sweep. There wasn't a 300 point Victor. Mike Schimmel had 292. Zach Ebel with 287 and Nick Spencer with 280. 280, so yeah. That was the breakdown from those three. And why this is kind of interesting is because Zach pulled 28 reps on the Raptor and Mike did 29. So it was like, maybe not that that one rep mattered that much. You know, there's some other things, you know, earlier in the competition that maybe swayed the points a little bit too. But how competitive is that? I mean, one rep difference and you're separated by you know, less than five points. So, well, I, you know, let's, let's be honest. I said this on the microphone at the contest after I went in the medley, I lifted the medley in practice for five reps and I did mm -hmm. nine in the contest. I was very proud mm -hmm. of that. And I still am. I've still feel great about that. I mean, thick bar is always usually my best event. Um, or enrolling handles and thick bar together mm -hmm. is my best event. It's what I like the most. It's what I like doing, but um, and to be honest, my right hand still from the stroke is not normal. So I I pulled all nine reps with my left hand um, mm -hmm. in the pinch. My right hand failed. I dropped 200 and then I picked it up again and, and made it. Thankfully, in the 30 second mm -hmm. time limit, I have to do the grandfather clock left handed, too, because my right hand isn't recovered. So I'm not making excuses. I've been fourth in the last four major contests. 22 Arnold, 22 World Championships, 23 Arnold, 23 World Championships. But I look at those guys. I see Nick Spencer doing 250 on the Saxon bar. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Then I see Ebel doing 260 on the vertical lift. I'm like, oh. 
Then you got Schimmel and Zach with all these reps. You know, I when yeah. I designed these weights, I never thought anyone was going to get 20 reps, let alone 29, 28, 32. I mean, the athletes, they and, and I think I know the strength levels. I've been all around the world to do this. It blew my mind. So many times I'm watching, I'm counting 20, 21. I'm like, oh, my God, they're still going. You know, mm -hmm. it just. Just so so impressive. I mean, even you with 16 weighing 90 kilos, that's insane. That's why you're lifting inch dumbbells left and right. People, mm -hmm. the regular people don't get it. And that's after lifting a maximum on the Saxon bar and on the grandfather clock. The regular casual people have no clue what it is that was accomplished there. The the level of is getting so high. It, it's exciting. Yeah. So so sometime I like I said, I don't know the setup because I mean there's time constraints and everything like that but it would almost be funny to kind of set up like a booth or something and maybe get people to come by and actually just try some like intermediate weights and just watch them not be able to budget off the ground and then they can actually like understand what they're seeing lifted but well if we had the time the yeah. energy the, the release of liability if we had <laughs> all those things together yeah. i would absolutely set up a booth i've done clinics at these major expos a pre-pandemic many clinics yeah um I have a few clinics that I'm working on setting up right now. The, the, these these are great. I have one in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, only one person signed up. I'm going to put it out again that it's going to be canceled if we don't get signups. Um, I have another one in Phoenix that's ready to go in probably January uh, when we mm -hmm. can uh, get a date because I'm happy to, to bring myself to these areas that are underrepresented and get some venues going. But... Um, Yes, it would be funny to watch, you know, you put a even 130 pounds on the Raptor and you have the guys, you know, try to lift it. And all of a sudden it's slipping out of their hand and they can't hang on. It's yeah, I know. And if we bump up to the 125 kg class, which would be basically two, 275 pounds and under, um, Possibly one of the best performances of the whole world championships, uh, Lexi Tukalov. Absolutely. Um, he, he really, he really lifted well and he was, he seemed like he was really, I don't know, just determined and uh, focused. Like I said, I mean, it's almost an understatement if you could see the way that he lifted and just kind of the dominance and everything he was doing. Um, he, he really came to lift and uh, owed Haugen behind him in second place. And then Mike Saffel with the bronze medal, and uh, super that was, close. Yes, I was going to Jaylen. say yes. Jalen Worley and Mike Saffel were battling it out right there for third place behind Ode, and uh, that was one of those where you know one or two reps here or there could probably make or break that that podium. So another very closely contested class. Once you kind of get through the the rock stars, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that that class was a lot of fun for me to watch. Um, Alexi pulled the biggest Saxon bar of the day at three ten, the three hundred and ten pounds. Um, pulled the second biggest grandfather clock lift at two hundred seventy one pounds, and he repped on the Raptor. Um, nineteen reps. Nineteen reps at two twenty one. Two twenty one. Yeah, and he hit it for nineteen, and and these weren't like, uh, quick down calls or spotty reps he was launching it to lock out holding it and just dominating the weight so it was a super impressive display from alexi 
Well, and and no disrespect to Ode, you have a seventy-three-year-old man that deadlifted two eighty on the Saxon bar. Let's let's be real. That's what we're talking about. But Lexi mm-hmm. was a class above the other competitors, and I believe if Carl was there and was healthy, or we had some other monster there, mm-hmm. maybe David Labay is a, certainly a very mm-hmm. strong man. It would have maybe we would have seen another little percentage point out of Alexi. I, I don't believe that he was like finish. You know, he he stopped. <laughs> he he was yeah. saving energy. So I, I think if he had a, a, a even closer adversary than Ode, um, he could have done more. Yeah, well, I was going to say for that for that weight class, they were lifting with the weight class above them as well, and. I think that in a way it kind of happened a little bit. Now, like I said, there could be somebody else in his class that maybe it drives him more, but uh, Jason Dingy did kind of, I I think to an extent, Alexi was wanting to outlift everybody on stage. And with Jason in the mix, Jason pulled 300 on Saxon. So he wasn't too far behind on a lot of these lifts. So I think Alexi was almost, even though it was outside of his class, I think he was almost more competing with Jason uh, on the stage. I 100% agree. Alexi asked me privately before the thing, who's going to be there? He wanted to know who's going to be there. And I told him, Jason Dingy can lift 300 pounds on that bar. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, that's all he replied was, <laughs> oh. But he, 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 Alexi has been a master of arm lifting in various Russian federations and then with us for the last 10 years, maybe 12 years. He's not new, but he's a... He's very good, and he's an awfully nice guy. And yeah. Jason had the best meet he's ever had that I've seen in person. Um, he he is, by own admission, not good at traveling, and he put it all together. I mean, look at him. That guy doesn't fit in an airplane seat. Are you kidding me? I don't fit in an airplane seat, and Jason's 120 pounds more than me. I mean, he's not going to fit in the seat, and he's uncomfortable and a disaster, but – you know, you're not going to find a nicer guy than Jason. And he really did. He was on his game. Yeah. So if, if we bump up, I mean, Alexi had one of the best performances of the day at 125. If we go to that super heavyweight class at 125 kg plus, mm-hmm. um, mentioning Jason there, Jason pulled off the gold medal. Um, silver medal went to Derek Hudson and bronze went to Brian McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um and then I also was I was pretty impressed with uh let me just double check uh Dustin Hoffler, I believe yeah. that's how you'd say that. I yeah. thought he I, I thought he was a really strong guy um that showed some big potential possibly in the oh, future. This is his first year of arm lifting. He's from Texas. Yeah, he's totally into it. He does strongman mm-hmm. stuff too, but he realizes and he and I chatted, he's very fired up. He's gonna get into it. Brian McCoy, it's his first year in in it. He's okay. a local Floridian in Edgewater gym with retrains with Rocky uh, down there. Mm-hmm. The guy is good, massive hands, big, strong man. Um, and Derek made makes Derek is makes no mistakes. He goes in there. He's a quiet dude, big, big man, does his thing, pulls his weights, good form, unassuming, but he makes no mistakes. He never wins an event and he's always high in the rankings because he's very, very consistent. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that if you if you slip up or make a mistake, he's gonna be right there and he's gonna take it. Absolutely. So, um, and yeah, that pretty much rounds that out. Like I said, I mean, big performance from Jason. Um, 
take first place. And like you said, Derek, right behind him. Um, and Jason won by a pretty comfortable margin, just like a, the weight class below. Um, there was some closer competition as it, you know, drops behind that. But yeah, that was, uh, like I said, great performances there by Alexi and Jason, by Alexi and Jason and uh, everybody else that was behind them um, battling it out for that, you know, second and third spot on the podium. They were pretty tight races and it was a really, you know, really stacked divisions. Um, so, like I said, for me, that that was one of the most exciting. The, the really both lifting days were really exciting. All the weight classes were exciting. But once you get up into the heavyweights, everybody knows that that's kind of when the biggest weights start getting moved and it it just kind of picks up. The room just feels different. It's usually on Saturday when the crowd's a little bit bigger and it it's just the way it works out. But uh, that's how I kind of felt, at least while I was watching it. Um, but yeah, do you have any kind of closing thoughts on um, those last two heaviest weight classes? Well, I mean, the, the guys are so strong and it shows that big guys who've been lifting weights for a long time. And I'll use um, three guys in that class. Brian McCoy, Dustin Hoffler, and the Doug Chumita. I think he got six, mm -hmm. but he's a power lifter, again, out of Florida, Edgewater. Those are big men. Like, you're going to go into a grocery store, you can see them, you're like, wow, they're in shape. They lift. Like, they're strong mm -hmm. men. And they've done some grip training at some level. I don't know how complicated, but strong is strong. And that's in arm lifting. We're looking for strong people of all shapes and sizes, like you touched on. We got small women. We got big men. We got everyone in between. I, I was just so happy to see all the records smashed and my own expectations exceeded. And, you know, I, a lot of close battles, friendly competition. There was no one like, yelling. Or, <laughs> yeah. It was it was good. It was great. And... um about 30 of us went out to dinner on Saturday night. Super yeah. fun. I mean, I, I just hope it continues to grow and more and more people continue to ask. They can get a hold of me uh, any number of ways, and I'm happy to get them started. Okay. And um, just kind of following up on that, is there any um, is there anything that, I guess, not that people, you know, you, your Instagram name, whatever, email, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody always has contact info. Um is there anywhere specific that you would prefer people reach you at? No, uh, no, they Just can. However, they can call me. They email me Ricardo at arm lifting USA. They can direct message the arm lifting USA Instagram. They can direct message the Ricardo Magni one, my personal Instagram. You know, if they want to talk, I'll give my number. We'll talk. I'm, I'm happy to help. Okay. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there that way. If anybody was wondering, but yeah, so there's a lot of ways that they can get in touch with you if they need you. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate it, Zach. But yes, um, mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, last year we only had 46 entrants in the world championships. This year there were 70, but like you said, only 65 actually appeared on the weekend. Um, that's over 50% growth. So that tells me I must be doing something right that the people are interested in lifting. And the caliber of the performances told me that they trained for it hard. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really makes me feel good. Now with, um, with all that being said, kind of uh, a lot of people exceeding their expect, you know, your expectations and different things like that. You could tell everybody kind of came to, came to lift. They were serious. Um, is, is there anything else just being part of the Olympia um, 
just organizing the event behind the scenes stuff? Is there just anything else, I guess, that's noteworthy that you'd like to touch on or bring up that maybe we kind of overlooked? Um, not that we overlooked. I think okay. this uh, yeah. interview was very comprehensive. I will tell you this. All of the people, I have zero volunteers. All the people who were, you saw behind the desk or working, everyone gets paid. All the mm -hmm. plate loaders, the gym for the plates in the bar, everyone gets paid. And I run it in a very professional manner so that people put out what they're getting. And like the referee, John Tarr, he was excellent. I thought very few botched calls. And he was very consistent on his down commands on the medley. And that makes a contest. If you have bad refing, that is the worst thing you can have. And so I, I, I am happy to um, welcome these people like Bruno all the way from Chile, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, about we had about 15 of 18 Canadians, you know, Alexi, now he's living in L.A. in Santa Monica, but he's here now, but he's international. Marcus Ekholm from Sweden. Like, I appreciate all the people who spent all their money to come to lift in the same room against the same people on the same implements. And like I said, the weights blew me away. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that being said, we could pretty much wrap it up. I can let you get on with the rest of your day. Um, but yeah, is does that pretty much wrap it up for you, Ricardo? Oh, you absolutely. I thank you. I okay. appreciate you having me on the show. I appreciate the great job you did and the bronze medal you earned. And, oh, um, you. you know, you're very humble, but you're a very, very strong man. And you're wonderful. And you're close to sneaking your way up there, up the podium, you know. Um, that's yeah, kind of the goal. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that that's the goal, obviously. Um, right. Like I said, I'm, I'm hitting about uh, the end of year year two, basically kind of passing into year three doing it. So um, it it's just tough when you go against somebody like Eric, who's been, you know, I can go back and watch stuff that he did over a decade ago and it was already world-class lifts. So he's, he's been doing it for a while. So um, Correct. yeah, that, that that's the goal. Um, I'm still, I'm not necessarily a brand new guy, but I'm still not necessarily the most experienced lifter by any means. So I'm, I'm trying to make these corrections as I go along as well, like you said, and try to just climb up the podium and be a little more competitive with some of the best guys and just, you know, that, that, that's the goal. So, um, well, it's clear you're doing your homework, Zach. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, like I said, um, I think the event was, uh, ran really well and it's been what for me personally, um, I've been to a lot of different competitions. I've competed a lot in the last two years, especially, um, this was one for this year that, um, this is, and this is just me personally speaking here, but I really felt that throughout the whole event, just watching everybody talking with other lifters. I just kept thinking to myself, man, this is the most fun I've had, um, competing in a while. So that was just something that, you know, I just kind of felt while this stuff was going on, you know, and just seeing the, the, the competitive lifts that were happening and, the back and forth and just the people that were in the crowd that, you know, we were all, all lifting together and stuff. So it, it was a, uh, it was definitely a fun time for me. So, like I said, for what it's worth, that's my personal experience, you know, but, uh, well, I appreciate it very much, but yeah, with that being said, um, like I said, I can let you go on with your day. And, uh, like I said, hopefully everybody that lifted enjoys the recap and, uh, 
look forward to seeing anybody that was at the world championships in the future. And as we all get to kind of know each other more, it'll make it that much more interesting when we keep crossing paths and getting better and pushing each other. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So Uh, me too. All right. right, Have a great night, Zach. Yep. I'll let you go. Thank you again. Yep. No problem.